Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff, multi-time pro bowler. On behalf of Subway Footlong Sidekick, the one and only Josh Allen is here with, with us on Radio Row. You don't understand. It's you and The Rock who have, like, the biggest entourage <laughs> of people following you, asking for selfies. We're in Las Vegas, and you're, like, the star of stars here. What are people – why are people drawn to you, Josh? Because you must get this everywhere you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you. I play football. Um, maybe I'd, I'd play football the right way. That's, I, I tried to hold myself up to that candle and say I, I, I do things the right way on and off the field, and um, maybe that's why. So for fans, we talk about the right way. We all hold our breath sometimes when you are lowering your shoulder, being really physical. But we also know this is maybe the best way and the best chance for the Bills to win. How do you balance this as you continue to grow in your career? Yeah, I think as I get older, obviously the athleticism will eventually start to diminish just a little bit. So making sure I'm smart. And again, they talk about the best abilities, availability. So understanding when to slide, when to not take these hits. Um, but also on the other end, when to be aggressive and when to try to spark your team and, and do something that's necessary. Josh, this year, an interesting year. Switch offensive coordinators partway through the year. What was different when Joe Brady took over? Um, I mean, I feel like we, we, we did a little bit more simple uh, concepts and maybe trusted our guys a little bit more. But the juice and the energy that he brought was very infectious for the guys, and we responded well to that. Talk about James Cook kind of getting ignited there in the run game which makes the offensive line happy. And once the offensive line is happy and they're feeling good, I mean, you can you can call whatever you want to Doing call Doing the work for you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Josh Allen is here on behalf of Subway, the footlong sidekick. You've got it here with you. we we'll ask about it in just a moment. But you mentioned that change and just how the season, you know, you've lived like two lifetimes in the last two seasons, both on the field, off the field. Just so many things have gone on around Buffalo, DeMar, you know, going back to that. And this year with so many crazy things. Does it make you more battle-tested? Does it make the team drained? I mean, how do you explain these last two years particularly? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they've been easy by any means, and we've had our opportunities um, late in the year, especially in the playoffs. And, you know, we just haven't gotten over the, that hump, and we just got to keep working hard, and I think that term being battle-tested is going to come in handy. And, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to need to do whatever it takes to, to push through that wall. And, you know, I'm very confident in the guys that we have and, and the coaching staff and the GM and, and the pieces are in place and we just got to go out there and do it. Why is Sean McDermott the coach to get you guys over that hump? Well, again, I think since he stepped foot in Buffalo, um, you know, 17-year playoff drought, and now he's been there six of, six of the last seven or five of the last six, whatever it is, he's completely changed the, uh, the mindset in Buffalo. I think uh, all of Western New York is – you know, it's basically Super Super Bowl or bust every year, and that's how it is for our team. You know, we talk about it all the time. Like, you know, first you got to get yourselves into the playoffs and give yourself a chance to win the Super Bowl, and that's what we've done at a consistent basis. But we just we got to find a way to, to finally win it. Josh Allen is with us. How do you stay loose despite all those expectations? Because sometimes it probably feels like the weight of the world is literally on your shoulders. Yeah, I mean, I think I have my own 
uh, expectations that are much much heavier than the ones that people on the outside are saying. Um, any positive or negative talk, I've I've already said it to myself, so it doesn't matter what anybody else says. I've, I've said it to myself already. So, um, again, I, I love this game so much. I enjoy playing it. I love the camaraderie and the brotherhood that you can build and these relationships that you can build that will last you a lifetime. And at the same time, go out there and, and play a game that I love, and I've been doing it since I was a little kid. I'm very eager to eat some Subway. But one more football question <laughs> from me. Uh, Stephon Diggs, I think a lot of people, you know, there's di different interpretations of your relationship. Can you explain what we might not see about your relationship with, with Diggs? Yeah, I mean, I think I, everybody has these speculations and these theories and this and that. Every year it seems like it gets crazier and crazier. But um, we love each other like brothers. And, you know, he's done so much good for me in my career. And I feel like I've done the same to his. And, you know, we've done some special things in Buffalo, and I still feel like there's some special things that we can accomplish. Josh Allen with us on behalf of the footlong sidekick. I mean, I imagine you can probably put away a lot of Subway. <laughs> I mean, this is, I imagine you're eating quite a bit. you got like a vault basically behind you. What's inside it? Yeah, this is the uh, Subway sidekick vault. We've got three items that we're kind of promoting out here today. we got the footlong cookie, which is oh, yeah. it's basically exactly what it says. It's a footlong cookie chocolate chip cookie that is fantastic we got the cinnabon footlong oh, not churro fair. not fair and then we've got the annie ann's footlong pretzel oh. so which one's yours if you can only have one? i'm a chocolate chip guy chocolate right. chip no matter what so we've got a special lock um if you want to go up there and press it you guys you can Wait, they didn't have like a buffalo wing flavored one no no not yet so it's up to you it's up to you you can guess four guess four numbers, guess four numbers. let's see if you can get it Pearl up, I swear, then, if you don't deuce. Oh, you got it. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Wait a and second. I was like, if you don't guess 17, 17 or something, so Josh's number. It Actually, opens up. You can pull it out. And then we got a bunch of snacks in there for you and your team. And there, It's warm, it's hot, and it's delicious. So that's the cookie. And then you got, yep, the other three, two down there. I'll tell you what, now I realize why you're so popular around here, Josh. <laughs> come bearing, I come bearing gifts, you I know. I think the cookie's on the other part of My it. My kids make me drive miles out of the way to go to Auntie Anne's at rest stops uh, every time. Uh, they're not here, but I, I'm going to – will this will this last three days? <laughs> <laughs> or just go to, your, lo just go to your local subway. You, you can get I could do that. There, yeah. Can I take this thing? And okay, How do you get this through uh, airport security? Yeah, we might have to talk about that. That might, that <laughs> might not get through. Josh Allen is with us on behalf of Subway, the sidekicks, the footlong sidekicks, of course. Um, okay, the, the real conversation happening amongst Bills fans, it's not about the offense, it's not about the defense, it's not about any of that. It's about we have our own star celebrity. You know, Taylor's not the only one in the game here. Haley is the most talented, I mean, Oscar-nominated. Can we get Haley Steinfeld a little more closer to the front, our, our own Celebrity Bills fan? Besides um, our pal Benny the Butcher, who is, of course, Yeah, I think Benny represents, <laughs> represents Bills Mafia pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Got it. And Got it. She's private, and we get it. Yeah. Uh, Josh, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure Appreciate to see you, you. Yeah. so much. Thank you. Josh thank Allen you, Josh. on behalf of Subway Footlong Sidekick. Thank you so much.
All right, Super Bowl 58 on Westwood One is streaming for free, sponsored by AutoZone. On Super Bowl Sunday, hear every minute of Westwood One's broadcast live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations. Digital platforms that get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Um, do we have any non-Bills guests the rest of the <laughs> yeah. show, Maggie? Okay. It is Super Bowl, and the Bills are not here, so what's going on? I know. Bruce Smith, Josh Allen just joined us. How about we balance this out with a little Dallas Cowboys talk? Earlier okay. in the show, Emmett Smith joined us, Perloff, the legendary running back for the Cowboys. And, you know, we love interviewing Emmett. We've been lucky enough to talk with him a few times, and he is really supportive of the team. So yeah. when he went essentially scorched earth on this Dallas Cowboys team, I think you and I were quite frankly shocked yeah i mean think about emmett's perspective he was there in the 90s when all they did was win super bowls and they played football the right way they ran the football they didn't make i mean they did make some mental errors to get leon let but they showed up in the biggest moments like that was the one thing jimmy johnson and troy aikman and emmett smith and michael Irvin did this team's the opposite and he did not hold back so emmett really you know from the moment he sat down and we started talking about the loss to the Green Bay Packers, he just said that they were unprepared. They yep. were not ready to play this game and how disappointed he was. And you said, well, if they're so unprepared and not ready, then, you know, why is Mike McCarthy back as head coach? And Emmett Smith's direct quote was, yeah. because I'm not the GM. Wow. I, I've never seen him go that far. No. Basically saying he thought Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy was going to get fired and then double down on it later when he said, I'm surprised that move didn't happen, firing McCarthy, because of how bad they looked against the Packers. Yeah, and it, again, not just the Packers, too, because the next question about Dak, uh, he went back to the Lions game. Yep. When Dak, which they actually won. They did win but the game. Dak gave the Lions a chance to get back in the game because he threw an incomplete pass that uh, – let the clock stay with enough time for the Lions. I mean, that was crazy. He'd been sitting on that. So that means he'd been sitting on this for a month. Yeah, so that very memorable Cowboys-Lions um, game will always be remembered for Dan Campbell's yep. blunders at the end. And that really helps Mike McCarthy because right. McCarthy's game management would have been the top story because remember that game, uh, and we're talking about Emmett Smith who joined us earlier in the show and went absolutely no holds barred against the Dallas Cowboys. The frustration was yep. palpable. So he goes back to that Lions-Cowboys game and says, after Jared Goff throws an interception, there's about, what, five minutes left on the clock or maybe a little less, and you take over, meaning the Cowboys, and have three straight pass plays. And the third one is Dak Prescott throwing the ball out of bounds. He's like, you didn't even take a sack. Just take a sack. He said you and he thought that Dak would have the, you know, has played long enough and has the authority that even if that play call comes in from Mike McCarthy and it's questionable, he should be able to change that in the moment. I mean, don't he didn't spare McCarthy either. Believe me. He was he was not happy. But how you don't uh, um, have Detroit burn all their timeouts in that situation and how you don't ice the game in that situation was major clock management blunder. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is Dak had, by all accounts, a great season, second in MVP voting. I know. And they're going to have to pay him. So if Emmett Smith thinks that he is not prepared for the big moments, the Cowboys are in a real tough position because of the salary cap. They have to pay Dak. There's just no other quarterback coming in. The guy was second in the MVP voting. So to me, that says nothing's getting fixed anytime soon. Then lastly, and 
It's up on our social media pages. Um, if you want to listen to our Emmett Smith interview at Maggie and Pearl, at Maggie Gray, at Andrew Perloff, uh, full interview is up on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio is where you can find it. Uh, we played it earlier on the show. The idea that Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick could work together. Now, Jerry Jones was asked about this because, obviously, it was a surprise that Mike McCarthy was back. And, again, Emmett Smith said he would have been fired if he was the GM. But, Perloff, the initial reaction from Emmett Smith was laughter. <laughs> Those two guys can't, can't, can't work together. The direct quote, quick, quit fooling yourself. Now, then he said, well, I guess Jerry could work with anyone, but he does not see Bill Belichick ever being the head coach of this team. I mean, when you think about it, that makes a lot of sense yeah. because that is two of the biggest personalities <laughs> in the NFL. I think we kind of talked ourselves into Belichick because we know that's what they need. But if Jerry Jones keeps Jason Garrett for that long and no, it's not happening. I think Mike McCarthy is another coach who gives Jerry the control because otherwise Mike McCarthy wouldn't have a job. So, uh, yeah, Emmett's re initial reaction was clearly the yes, true one. Absolutely. So, again, it was uh, really amazing uh, just because, again, we know Emmett and a little bit yep. and he really supports this team. So the fact that his frustration level was uh, 11 out of 10. Yep. Uh, just kind of goes to show how fed up this he was. Another thing he said, and we're talking about our interview with Emmett Smith, where he goes scorched earth on uh, scorched earth on the Dallas Cowboys. It's gone viral. It's gotten picked up by every news outlet. I mean, Emmett really, really didn't hold back. Um, he said something that at first I was like, well, and then it made more sense. He goes, I, I when I played for the team, this team was not built on hype. Yeah. This yep. this team was actually one where the team had kind of fallen off. They needed. They were not associated with winning. It was that you know triplets team that yep. came back. They became associated with winning. That garnered the hype. The winning led to the hype. Yep. With this Cowboys team, it's the hype, no winning. Yeah, I mean to be fair, they did have Tom Landry in the seventies yes, Cowboys. Right, the 70s, so sure, there was a, a foundation of hype. Yeah, but, but not in the, eight, right. in the yeah, late eighties. They were 80s. one in fifteen yeah. with Jimmy, so they killed the hype. Uh, that's one thing about the Cowboys is they haven't gotten really bad. They probably, let's face it, they probably should get really bad. Three years of 12 and 5 is not going anywhere. If, if it was any other franchise, they could uh, maybe tear down and start over. But when you have Hall of Famers like Emmitt Smith uh, being so visible, it's just hard for them to rebuild. I well, think. and Jerry a likes to sell hope, and you can't sell hope for, hey, we're going to strip it down to the studs and wait five years. I don't think he's just – I we disagree about it. I don't think he's just selling hope. I think he wants to win a Super Bowl now. He is not going right. to wait three years. That's true. Uh, they, it's just hard for them. They kind of need to rebuild. I mean, I'm a, I actually like Dak Prescott, but what about just – riding him out and going uh, drafting a quarterback. Is that going to happen at any point, Maggie? Is he going to play 18 years in Dallas? Well, I mean, Emmett did not hold back on Dak yeah. Prescott either. He did not. And he said Dak Prescott looks unprepared to play in these big games. That is just the worst criticism you can give a player. Especially a veteran. I yeah. mean, a veteran like Dak Prescott to say he's unprepared, and then Emmett went on to say he's either unprepared or it looks like he forgets he's playing in a football game. Yeah, and clearly we uh, we've sound on McCarthy. He is not uh, not buying into Mike McCarthy. Yeah, judge for yourself. You can play, Ryan. Mike McCarthy. This is Emmett Smith going off on Mike McCarthy. Take a listen. Our team just seem seems to be lost. I mean, I, I just I cannot put my finger on why 
it looks so, so bad. So if that's the case, why is Dallas bringing back Mike McCarthy next year? Because I'm not a GM. I mean, <laughs> it went on from there. I know. And we just like, you know, and he kept going. And again, the whole interview is up at YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio and on our social channels. And it was yeah. it was funny because after he gets off the set, we're like, did we just hear what we thought yeah. we heard? And we listened back like, yep, that was Emmett Smith pulling no punches uh, we have more Emmett on Mike McCarthy. Go ahead, Ryan. Okay. We'll have more of that for you in just a moment. Can I uh, mention something from the chat? So, again, yeah. all that Emmett Smith stuff is up. Uh, social media channels at Maggie and Pearl, at Maggie Gray, at Andrew Perloff, and YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Um, earlier, about 10 minutes ago, Josh Allen was here on our set, right? Yeah. Interviewing Josh Allen. We took a photo. Now, everyone knows that I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan, have been my whole life. P. Maddie is in our chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. I need to see if Maggie cropped out Perloff on her Instagram photo with Josh Allen. I've been wondering the same thing. Now, someone actually <laughs> took the liberty of doing it for me, so thank you to <laughs> the Twitter follower who who conveniently cropped Perloff out of the photo. But I think I'm a good friend. I'm leaving you in the photo. I, first of all... For some reason, now Bruce Smith literally pushed me out of the photo. Yes, I told Bruce that, I, that my family were season ticket holders when he was playing. We went for a photo, and he pushed you out of the way. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why I'm two feet away from Josh Allen because he's a huge guy. Obviously, somehow I didn't really get in there, but I don't care. Why? Why do I want to be in a picture with Josh Allen? You should take that one. No, Prop but it's me like out. you know me. It's the show. It's yeah. me and you and Josh. A picture of the three of us with Josh Allen is not going to do anything for me. It's fine. Crop me out. I thought I would get points here. For being a good friend. Well, I cropped you out of the DeAndre Swift photo on you my Instagram. Feed. <laughs> no. I mean, Wait, did you crop me out of a photo? What's your connection to DeAndre Swift, a Philadelphia native so that's, and eagle? That, that's behind Perloff saying, I don't care if you cropped me out because he already cropped you out. Yes, right. He just yeah. wants me to say, like, all right, and then he yeah. won't feel bad. Right, exactly. All right, you don't feel bad anyway. I don't feel bad. <laughs> There's only so much. I mean, you know, people look at these photos on the phone. They're not going to see these little photos of you, me, and DeAndre Swift. I need to get, you know, in Philadelphia, Swifties are DeAndre Swift. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> sure. I can't believe you cropped me out and I left you in the Josh Allen photo. Oh, man. All right. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Uh, so much to get to, including, oh, man. Everyone's got beef right now. This is the the season of people having beef with each other, not us on the show. We're talking about professional athletes. We'll get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We're here at Mandalay Bay Convention Center with Alex Singleton, outside linebacker for the Denver Broncos on behalf of Special Olympics. Thanks so much for the time. We we're just asking, how are you going to watch the Super Bowl? You said like everybody else. Yeah, at home uh, with a beer. <laughs> there you go. You're in a couple. popcorn and chips, you know. <laughs> now, it's, you know, probably a little painful, and I don't want to go to a sore spot that the Kansas City Chiefs are here, one of your division rivals. When you play against Patrick Mahomes, what do you consider a good day when you play against him? What do you consider a successful from the defensive side about playing him, stopping him? How do you measure it? Well, we played him this year, and they crossed the 50-yard line one time and didn't score a touchdown. So that would be – a successful day, I would say, against anybody. Um, but, you know, playing them, uh, he's a special player. And it's it's really, you know, I've played him six, seven times in my career now. And, I mean, he's he's one of the greatest of all time. And it's 
taking away the rest of the offense and you know making him improvise and you know he he's so good at it. it it it's just he's a really special player how has the chiefs offense changed in those six games you've seen i mean it's different this year yeah uh they they did you know early in the season they lost a ton of speed at receiver you know i think you saw it that they were missing that key element mm. to their offense i think they found it in rice over the last few weeks and you know he's really stepped up as a rookie to you know be able to play the way he has but i think for so much of the season they didn't have anybody else but travis kelsey and so you know i think their defense has played tremendous this season it's the reason they're in the position they're in and then you know obviously their run game was a lot better this year than it has been in the past it hasn't just been on patrick mahomes this whole season and i think that's why it is special to see where they're at because it, it wasn't just him that got them here this time okay there's a lot of fascination in denver with sean payton uh first year there we were wondering as a defensive player how much do you see Sean Payton during the week? Does he get involved? Does he come into meetings? Or is he, you know, obviously an offensive genius? Is that where most of his week, uh, you know, daily grind is? Yeah, he's definitely with the offense all the time, but he knows all the defensive stuff. I, you know, I think, you know, a great head coach is always a guy that, like, in practice will kind of just ask you a question about the defense, and you're like, how do you know that? You know, it's <laughs> just kind of like something. And, you, and, you know, you can tell it. It, you know, it might not be every single nut and bolt that we have on defense, he knows, but it's it's very much like, hey, I know you guys are doing this this week to stop this. Uh, what are you thinking when it gets to this situation? You're kind of like, oh, so you do watch it. Oh, so oh, yeah. you, you definitely know that, you know, he's on top of it all and, you know, Everybody wants to play, you know, yeah. pretty good for that guy. Alex Singleton oh, yeah. is joining us. He's a linebacker for the Denver Broncos. He's here on behalf of Special Olympics, and we'll get to that in a moment. So the change in coaching staff, I mean, rather stark, I would imagine. But from the insider's view, how are things different from Hackett to Sean Payton? Yeah, uh, you know, it was Hackett's first time being a head coach. So he kind of, you know, was kind of learning as he went. Um, I thought he was a great coach. You know, I love love Coach Hackett. I uh, still talk to Coach Hackett. But, um yeah, Sean Payton kind of, you know, knows exactly what he wants. He's he's from that Bill Parcells coaching tree to where, like, you know, they just have everything they want, every, you know, every speech they're going to have, every team meeting is going to be a certain way. Every picture in the building is put there for a reason. Mm. We, you know, like a lot of people just put motivational pictures, just, you know, kind of. Win you know, the day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and you don't know why it's there, and right. they don't know why it's there. But he, Sean Payton, I think, could sit here and tell you, exactly in our building where every picture is and why it's there what are the pictures what are we talking yeah. about there's a walk us yeah. through the hallway the worst part is i you know i don't read them all every day oh <laughs> no there, give us there, one there is there is, is some bill parcel quotes players or just pictures of motivational stuff like motivational okay. stuff there's players you know there's the player pictures on the walls sure. I, I don't know if he picks those ones just the motivational oh, ones boy. you know I, you know, it, you know, like the three, the three enemies is like, you know, obviously it's yourself, the media, and then your opponent, and you know, just wait, what, what, what was that? Enemies? Oh no! They can be. They're the second enemy. They're <laughs> ahead of the opponent. <laughs> well, We're you know, nestled it's just, right between the opponent and nestled. yourself. Sean Payton was in the media for a year. <laughs> hey, we asked the same question. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Alex Singleton is here. He's a linebacker for the Denver Broncos, of course, and he's here on behalf of Special Olympics, which we'll get to. I, I know. You know, it's going to be the offense on one side and the defense on the other on a team. But when it comes to the quarterback, I'm sure everyone's kind of in the loop. This was a this was a roller coaster a little bit with Russell Wilson and how things kind of became public at the end about you know asking him to take a cut to his injury guarantees and then eventually getting benched. You know, you're playing on the defensive side, but were you always wondering week to week who's starting this week? Who start? Was there ever confusion about was it Russ or was it going to be Jared Stidham? 
No, what's nice is, you know, like Sean Payton's just very transparent. You know, he, he just kind of says it like it is. So when, you know, that did happen, he came in our, you know, defensive meeting room and just, you know, said it. He was like, Jared said I'm going to start this week. Uh, you know, it's a decision I made. And that was it. And, you know, you know, very professional about it. And, you know, it's to the point. And I think, you know, Russell's very professional about it. Jared's very professional about it. So it wasn't in our locker room. There wasn't any of that, you know, back and forth. The stuff that was going on. And, you know, I don't know. You know, I know Russell said, you know, what he did, and you know that if that's what they, you know, were trying to do, that's what they were trying to do. And right. you know, it's kind of for us, especially as a defense, it is what it is. We, you know, someone's got to play the position. We need someone to play the position. We we just want to win football games, and we're going to give whoever it is as many opportunities to get the football as we can. Okay, Special Olympics. You know, there's a lot of people coming around during this time, Super Bowl time, and they're pitching things, and you can tell they're just sort of doing it maybe for a check. Special Olympics is very close to you. This is personal. This is your sister who is an athlete, a Special Olympic athlete. You get involved in this. What does this mean to you that she has this type of platform and outlet to live her dreams? Yeah, uh, for me, you know, you know, I started obviously as a fan. My older sister's been a participant for 25 years. So, you know, I started as a fan, then, you know, a volunteer, then a coach, and then, you know, an ambassador now to Special Olympics. And it, it's really cool to be able to use the platform I have to, you know, bring Special Olympics to that platform, bring athletes like Vince, who I get to walk around with today and, you know, give this opportunity, you know, to, to share it with and, you know, be able to use that and talk about, you know, what what we're promoting today. Tell us more about that and what, what it gives to these athletes. Yeah, so, you know, it's a nutrition campaign called, it's School of Strength Snack Zone, and it's, it's teaching, you know, not just Special Olympic athletes, but I think everybody, yeah. you know, how to, eat properly, you know, be fueled properly, all that stuff. You know, 60% of the Special Olympics population is obese or overweight, mm. which, you know, when you hear that statistic, it's like, whoa, wow. like someone's got to do something. And the fact that Special Olympics, you know, is able to do this campaign, it, it teaches the basics of, of how to eat properly and, you know, correct nutrition, which, you know, for me as a pro athlete, it took me six years as a professional athlete to kind of learn how to eat. You know, I didn't, I didn't care when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, <laughs> how to eat. No one, no, you know, nobody does. And by the time, you know, you're 26, 27, it might've caught up to you. And now, you know, you're just in a struggle the rest of your life on how to do it. And so that's what this, you know, program's for is to teach, you know, teens and, you know, 20 and 30 year old, you know, participants how to eat properly you know it goes from the basics from the macronutrients yeah. from protein uh carbohydrates and fats from you know handfuls of you know how much measuring just from your hand your palm to your thumb on what you should have on your mm. plate for every meal which and i think just you being able to teach those simple basic ways of understanding food is really important. Specialolympics.org slash school of strength is where you can also find more information. Great yep. work you're doing with this program. Thank you so much. Maggie and Perloff, and I have now cropped you out of my photo <laughs> with Josh Allen after I found out you cropped me out of our photo with Eagles running back DeAndre Swift. Now it's like, are we going to go back through every photo we took with celebrities? <laughs> this entire week in Las Vegas? Well, uh, it was my fault. I didn't get, in this, I wasn't close enough to Josh Allen, so it was easy to cut out. I made myself vulnerable. No, it's your fault because you did the first crop out. <laughs> Why? You don't care about being in a picture with DeAndre Swift. I do. <laughs> you do? Well, not really. But <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy him on the show, and I'm glad he came on, and he was a delight. I, now I can't be a fan of DeAndre Swift. I can't be a part of the pick. Okay, so. Do I detract from your pit from your photo? Do you want to just go 
guest for guest, and we get to choose who gets to stay in the photo? <laughs> no, I don't want to. Uh, you, you obviously get Bruce CBS. Smith. Yeah, thank you. Well, Bruce pushed you out of the photo with me and him, and I wasn't going to correct him on that. Well, he still looks like he's a pretty intimidating dude. I mean, to be fair, I we should have booked Reggie White, but he's not with us. So, oh, well. I mean, it's tough. Uh, that was terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> Focus. Let him drown. No, uh, put your weird sunglasses back on and, <laughs> <laughs> and slink away. Those are my Vegas sunglasses. Yeah. Bogus, stop being jealous. You, you gotta... I can't decide if you look like a guy that needs to introduce himself to his neighbors in those glasses. <laughs> <laughs> or you look like um the like the the doctor in air quotes who is the friend of Paul Giamatti's dad in billions. He's got the, like a tracksuit, the weird glasses. He's got illicit drugs. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> going for a, a, Ace Rothstein in Casino. Nope. Oh, you, it's my the, Vegas vibe. Incorrect. <laughs> well, I'm going for it. I'm not saying I'm <laughs> arriving there. Wrong direction. He's done it. Uh, good morning, Andrew Bogish. Guys, it is the NFL's highest and most important individual honor. The Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in this season's winner is Steelers D lineman Cam Hayward. I know I can carry this on and take the rock. I can't run as fast as Walter, and I won't try, but I'll make sure I do my part. Uh, the speech emotional at the end, giddy at the beginning because Prince Harry presented the award to Hayward. Prince freaking Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm, uh, I'm in shock. That's, that's Prince Harry. Uh, Hayward has been the Steelers nominee the last three years, six times total. He started Hayward House back in 2015. The organization has multiple goals, including fighting childhood hunger and cancer and improving child literacy. Wait, so Prince Harry's in Vegas and we didn't book him? EJ, get Prince Harry here. <laughs> you offered us Harry Douglas and we, I said <laughs> Prince Harry. My bad. I mean, classic mistake. I yeah. have so many questions about the royal family. Maggie's not into the royal family as much as me, no. but I would love to have Prince Harry on set. This is I'm actually surprised that Cam Hayward was really fanning out over Prince Harry. Prince Harry's huge. I, I guess. I The royals like, don't do it for me. Prince Harry, first of all, hates the Royals more than anybody. So I thought they hate he's a gigantic him. I think they're trying to get back in. He's a giant cultural force. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have a lot of questions, starting with, would you have brought back Mike McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's got a strong take. Uh, Lamar yeah. Jackson's a near unanimous <laughs> choice for MVP. It's the second of his career. Cleveland's Kevin Stefanski is coach of the year for a second time. And Joe Flacco won comeback player of the year for getting off the couch and getting the Browns into the postseason. I mean, I'm sorry. This is making my blood boil. Uh, I, and I know I can't. I, I'm not just because I'm a Bills fan about DeMar Hamlin getting snubbed yeah. for comeback player of the year. I mean, tell me if you think these two things are the same. Joe Flacco. Go a forgettable stint with the Jets called off the couch mm -hmm. to go lose a playoff game in Houston where you throw back-to-back -back pick Aww. sixes or you had went into cardiac arrest on the field, yep. nearly died, spent weeks in intensive care, worked your way back to becoming an NFL player. Yeah. Hmm, which one of these stories is not like the well, other? First of all, the betting ends at the end of the regular season, so you right, can't fine. use the pick yeah. sixes. Okay, it's not Joe like Flacco. The, okay, well, the Browns went through four quarterbacks. It's not like they had this really awful team. They were one of the best defenses. Oh. Miles Garrett just won Defensive Player of the Year. I Okay, that is all true, but I, I will not stand for this Flacco slander. You tell me you saw Flacco <laughs> breaking out of three tackles and gunning the ball 30 yards downfield. I don't know what happened to Joe Flacco. 
Flacco this year. Vinny Testaverde already did this and did no. it better as a no. story. Look at Vinny Testaverde's numbers, by the way. Who cares about the numbers back then? I'm saying he already did this no. of ch- a- achievement. I think, okay, DeMar Hamlin, I get it, but Joe Flacco, I... <laughs> Joe Flacco, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. You know, it was only the biggest story that we talked about for weeks. We were tracking his every move. He went to the White House to get, like, a medal and all the people who saved his life on the field that day in Cincinnati at the hospital. This is the middle finger to all those people. DeMar Hamlin is probably the greatest comeback story we will ever see oh in the God. NFL. But I'll be real, though, Maggie. Yeah. There's only one person to blame or entity to blame for him not winning. Yeah, the Bills coaching staff. Yeah. I know, because they put Jamar in a horrible situation where he had to try to uh, execute a fake punt, right. which they never should have done yeah. to once, begin with. Once again, voting closed. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, still, that yeah. was the playoffs. Right, yeah. but even beyond that, though, it's still their the fault because they should have played him they, to get him the award. They kept him inactive. They made it seem like he was some terrible player. Like, they wouldn't play him. They wouldn't, they, they wouldn't, oh. put, him, they wouldn't put him on a jersey. Wait, but EJ. So you're was, saying they should have kept him in so he could win comeback player of the year? No, I'm not saying that they should have done that, but I'm saying if you're upset about him not winning, you point right to the fact that he didn't play. Like, last okay. year, because of injuries, he played a lot. He started. Hold on, EJ. He's alive. I know. That's the comeback. I know, but. The comeback isn't, and he also had 15 solo tackles. Who cares? He's walking this earth, and if he had died on the field, it would have been horrible for the NFL, for what we do. It would have been awful. It is a miracle what are you that he's t- what alive. Are, we're talking about an award here. Yes, nobody is saying that it's not great right. that Demar Hamlin survived. This is a ridiculous I know, debate. I know, but the problem is not that he didn't get the award, but also who they gave it to. This story with Joe Flacco is not anywhere near Demar's story. I, I listen as a football fan. I was just amazed how good Flacco was at <laughs> Cleveland. To me, <laughs> wait, bogus. Am I crazy here? You're, you're not crazy, but I'm not surprised by this. I, this was I knew this was coming. In fact, I think we talked about it at one point in a break, you and I, because he wasn't Demar wasn't playing regularly or at all, and there's like a weird and that created this weird dynamic of like wondering if he actually did come back like to enough to be the player of the uh, to, to to win this award so i was not surprised at all the thing that actually was odd to me last night is that he came out demar to present a different award yeah so he's there he was there and i thought as he came out there'd be this huge standing ovation and instead there was silence and then somebody applauded and then they picked up a little bit like that was weird to me like that should have been an easy, oh, my God, you know, one more time, yeah, huge well, ovation, the, and there was this awkward lull from the crowd. No, but there was another award show they brought him out for. Was it like... Uh, yeah, it came out last year. Was it the or Oscars? No, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, it was the Oscars. Espies. The Espies, yeah, probably yeah, the Espies. Yeah. Okay, can I just tell you that DeMar Hamlin appeared in five games this season? Yeah. The exact same amount as Joe Flacco. I mean, this is not no, a postseason award. Right, but Joe Flacco was the quarterback. Okay, yes. but Joe Flacco had three three hundred yard games. Right. One guy nearly died, and the other Joe one Flacco came four and one as a starter. Okay, and one guy came back to go four and one as a starter and throwing passes to David and Joku. This is not the same thing. Yeah, All right, we're never going to agree no. on this. Let's By the way, move on. I, I, if Baker Mayfield had won it, that would have been wild. I would have liked to seen <laughs> oh, Maggie's reaction that. to that. Yeah. Well, he was third. I think at least Baker played the season <laughs> um all right bogish well that took up all of your time so oh, i apologize great. for that so save everything for Thanks next hour more. and we'll get you all the latest headlines uh coming up 
Do we have time for a little college football, which we've been neglecting this entire week? One of our absolute favorites, Brian Jones, college football analyst for CBS and just a world of energy, is going to join us next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We've been waiting all day just to talk to our next guest. Brian Jones is here, of course. CBS College Football on behalf of Edge 3, which is pretty cool. Amazing thing you have going on. I know you're passionate about it. We'll get to it in a moment. Please, let's talk some college football. It's Come been on. so much NFL yeah. here at Radio <laughs> Row. We've got to talk a little college. First and foremost, the Texas quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Quinn Ewers coming back. Yep. Was there, like, champagne bottles popped at your house? Or were you a little more <laughs> muted? You know, what does this mean for Arch? Maggie, you know me. First of all, two of my favorites. Aww. It's great to Aww. be here in person Thank with you. you. Uh, all the fun we, we, we've had <laughs> over the last few years, and Maggie, a long, long time. Yep. Um, no popping bottles. First of all, I don't drink anymore. <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, my, my restaurant bills are a lot lower these days. <laughs> uh, just wasn't surprised that he was coming back. He's still a work in progress. He's not ready for the next level, yeah. I don't believe. So he needed to come back. Okay. There's some unfinished business. Uh, and, and, and he can get better as a player. You know, Arch is content where he is. He went to the University of Texas for a reason. That guy is not going to run away from that commitment, mm. uh, thankfully, because I think there's a lot there, even though we've only had a very small sample size the last game versus Texas Tech in mop-up duty. So Texas is in a good place. And they, you got a seasoned quarterback now as you transition to the SEC. So I'm not worried whatsoever. And – News such as that, it, it, it's great. I got some crazy Longhorn fans. Trust me. <laughs> they have been getting on me for you. Oh, you go SEC now. You go SEC now. I was going to No, ask. my fella. I've gone wherever the truth takes me. <laughs> and, and, and if Texas is not in that conversation, that's on them, not on me. But now the fact that CBS is leaving the SEC and Texas is in the SEC, they're my friends again. <laughs> like, uh, How does that work, you knuckleheads? But they were popping bottles, yeah. and I was getting all type of text messages. Like I always like, I give a you-know-what. I don't. I just want to see them win on the field. I don't care what conference it is and right. who's playing where, as long as they're playing well. I think right. Ryan Jones is here uh, joining us on behalf of Edge3. It's a platform for athletes and coaches. It's created by current pro athletes to help you get recruited, to get you in front mm. of a lot of well, people it's and, and the, NIL. It's, it's to inform them. We, yep. we, we don't necessarily delve into the recruitment, but you guys will recall you had Will yes. Anderson Jr. on the show over a year ago discussing this we did you were one of the first uh networks first shows mm. that w- we uh, discussed edge3.ai and it's come a long way we're announcing our partnership with ibm watson x wow. their technology is going to power our engine and it's to give athletes coaches more information got to it. make better decisions in the recruiting process uh, got it. you know it, the, the legacy recruiting it's changed especially with yeah. the shifting landscape it's not just about the pomp and circumstance and how many bowls you went to how often you're on television there are other variables and factors that you have to now consider uh, when you're 
choosing a school. And on the coaching side, it's riskier in this day and age of NIL and the money that's flowing about today. I got to make sure I've done my due diligence and I've got all the information I need on a certain target before I say, yeah, we're going to offer this kid. So what we're doing is just aggregating all that information that's out there. It's out there. People just don't know where to yeah, find yeah. it. Yeah. We're aggregating that under one umbrella. We're powering that data with Watson X so coaches can sift through it more efficiently, more timely, and both parties have all the informa information necessary now to make an informed decision. All right. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're just putting it under one roof and, and, and uh, making it available for all who's involved in this decision. Wow, with all this going on, is this good for college football or you know, old school people say, ah, oh, I don't like the change, but meanwhile the TV ratings keep going, going up. So give me the state of college football in your it, mind. It's great. NIL's not being implemented as it was intended. It's pay for play. Yep. Uh, and I don't like that aspect because there's the E word is, you know, is hostile these days. Uh, equity or economy, yeah. which I can't even say. Uh, but if we're going to have uniformity in college football, it needs to happen now. We need to erect some guardrails around the game or it's not going to look anything as it has looked, you know, during our years. Right. So some are going to fall to the wayside, and maybe that needs to happen. I, 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 there are conversations where, you know, the, the powers that be are tired of dragging along those who can't carry their own weight. And uh, I get that. And, and it's only in, in, in big-time college sports has, let's say, socialism been allowed. Mm, yep. In, in larger society, don't you dare. Right. But in college football, no matter what you produce, mm -hmm. everyone gets the same. But that's about to change. And, I, and when you see this alliance between the Big Ten and the SEC now, which is a much better alliance than that one we had with the <laughs> conference formerly known as the Pac-12 and the ACC and the yeah. Big Ten, that didn't last too long, did it? <laughs> you have to wake up every day having alerts on your phone, like who's in what conference yeah. today? Right, Brian right. Jones is here. He's joining us on behalf of Edge 3 Athlete Intelligent, now been a IBM, wow, you guys. Come on now, amazing. big time now. Look at you, I'm proud of you. Wow. It's awesome. Okay, another college football thing for you. Dion, Colorado, yep. year two. Is it realistic to think he could make the final 12 now? We're going to 12 teams in college football in the playoff. Is that realistic? I think it's realistic that he can win the Big 12, so yes. Okay. I think it's yeah. realistic. I, he pinpointed, and he said it throughout the end of the season, uh, where, where he needed help, where the problem areas were and he's addressed those areas. Now it all comes down to uh, the team uh, congealing. It comes down to health of the team, depth of the team, all those, those factors. So that's going to that's gonna be a wait and see. But he's addressed the needs. Now get all the pieces come together, and they play as one. The speed's there. He has the quarterback, his son. Uh, the talent is on campus. Now keep everyone uh, healthy. And, yeah, I think they can make a run to get into it. Brian Jones, on behalf of E3 Athlete Intelligence, we know you love this, um, partnering up with IBM Watson, assisting universities and student-athletes with the recruiting process and forming strategic NIL partnerships. Feels like this is a dream product. 
maybe you lead to some longer partnerships between teams and schools if they're actually vetting each other in this way. So, well, there you go. The information's there. Let's just bring it all together and provide it for everyone that's involved in this huge decision because it is a huge decision. So no matter if you're making a decision on buying a car, a spouse, what have you, you want as much inf information as possible to make the best decision. And that's all we're bringing to the table with Edge3.ai and IBM Watson X. Well now, yeah, but I feel like when we hang out with you, we're going to have to up our tech game here, man. Yeah, I, know. I mean, Look we're going to really have to, to I'm study. I'm only speaking in, in data. Now, from yeah, now on, your right? zeros and I, ones. I, 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 what I, happened to you? I'm only speaking in artificial intelligence. <laughs> I need some. <laughs> Brian, thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Felt good to talk a little bit of college yeah. football Perloff, but let's get back to the pros. Antonio Gates was not elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame yep. in year one. You were surprised by this. Yeah, he's a four-time first-team All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler. He's one of the best tight ends I've ever seen. He was unbelievably dominant. Is this a 2015 PED suspension? And if it is, to me, this opens a can of worms because we all know about PEDs in baseball. We spent countless hours on Clemens. But if we're doing that for football, who knows what's going to happen? Coming up, Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard. What went wrong this season in Big D? We'll get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.